Hello and welcome to the Sound on Sound People and Music Industry podcast with me, Sam Ingalls. In this episode, I'm talking to some of the people who've been nominated at the 2023 Music Producers Guild Awards. My next guest is no stranger to winning MPG awards. She's already won three of them, starting with Breakthrough Engineer of the Year. She then won Recording Engineer of the Year. And last year, she was Mix Engineer of the Year. She's been nominated in that category again. It's a pleasure to welcome Manon Grandji. Hello. It almost feels as though we can follow your career path through these awards that you're winning. Because you started out as a recording engineer, but now, I mean, this is the second year in a row you're up for a Mix Engineer of the Year. Mm -hmm. Are, Are you now a specialist Mix Engineer? Yes. So I was a recording engineer for about 10 years. Uh, I mean, I started as an assistant, obviously. I wasn't a recording engineer straight away, but I, st- I, I worked my way up from being a runner, an assistant, and then and then an engineer in commercial studios. And then since 2020, I, I decided to um, go full-time mixing. So I wanted to focus on mixing. And I think there were a few parameters like COVID and all that that kind of swayed my decision as well, because obviously we couldn't really go into studios anymore. And so so I could work from home and, and do all that. So it was not a good time, but it was the the time to kind of switch to mixing. And I always wanted to go a bit deeper into mixing as well. I did mix before, but not fully. Like all the time, I was maybe mixing 20% of the time and engineering maybe 80%. And since 2020, I was like, that's it. I'm fully mixing now. This is what I'm doing. And I'm mixing and mastering. So is it very different, a different experience for you working as a mix engineer on material that you haven't recorded yourself? It suddenly arrives, you get this multi-track and you've got to make sense of it. Yeah, it is It is very different. But before I was mixing only uh, projects that I recorded. So I knew, and, and we usually used to mix as we go along in the, you know, in the recording process. So it wasn't, there wasn't as many su- surprises um but now yeah now it's it's only um external projects that i'm getting so i didn't have anything to do with the recording so so it's just it's just a, a new challenge but most of the time things are nicely recorded and there's, there's there isn't too many problems to solve and and it's just getting the the project to sound the best that it can be and do you think people come to you to mix because they perceive that you have a distinctive sound um i think so yeah I do think that I have a sound because of projects that I've worked on. And I think a lot of projects come to me for that sound. And and I also mix quite a, a wide genre of music. You know, it can be from, you know, rap or grime to indie to pop. So even across those genres, there is still a sound there that sometimes people want and come to me for that, definitely. Is that something that you consciously do or is it just that somehow everything that you touch ends up having that sound almost unconsciously well i i um, i'm always trying to to adapt to what the song and the project needs um so i'm not trying intentionally to put my sound on it but i think unconsciously it just with with the way i work and, and my taste as well like how i want things to sound it just goes through into that project. And are you mixing in the box or do you use a console and outboard? Um, so I'm a bit of a hybrid. I used to have a couple of bits of outboard, um, which I don't have anymore. But I still have the the Mac DSP, APB, well, I've got two, so 16, 
which is which is analog but because of the technology it is really it's great for workflow when you're working in the box because it's it's controlled on your door so it's very transparent in you don't have to patch anything up and recall anything so it's it's great to, to keep a little bit of analog in in being all in the box otherwise everything else is in the box yeah the mcdsp apb um for those that aren't familiar with it is an amazing unit um it's an entirely configurable analog processing box that you address as if it was a plug-in i mean it is analog so it doesn't it's not like it feels like analog but in the way you know when you tweak plug the 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 plug-in interface the way it reacts it really reacts like analog which is which is great yeah absolutely and do you think the sort of heritage of working with analog is carried over into your working methods? I mean, do you still mix primarily with faders or, or do you do it in a more sort of a different approach that's more DAW? Yeah, it's just because I come from a recording background, when I used to to record, I used to mix. I barely look at the, the fader page in the, in the door, so I never look at that. So it's all, I'm always looking at the, the, the 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 arrangement page and I do all my tweaks and my levels in in there and I think it comes from being a, a recording engineer so you have to always have to keep an eye on what's going on in the song and where you are and and the levels and and all that so I think I, I've took that on you know when when mixing so so I wouldn't say that it's a conventional way of mixing but whatever I think whatever works for you is is whatever works. <laughs> And when people hire you to mix, are they usually looking for you just to sort of make the rough mix, but a bit better? Or are they looking for something a bit more radical? Mm, usually it's it's the rough mix, but better. <laughs> yeah, na- nowadays it's it's really, really rare that someone wants something radically different from the rough mix or the production mix. It's really, really rare. And you've talked also about mastering as well as mixing. Um, I mean, that's historically quite unusual for a mix engineer to master their own mixes what are the pros and cons of that i think it's always great to have someone else perspective and ears on your mix and the plus side is that there's a pair of fresh ears but then the 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 downside is that sometimes they they would do things that you maybe don't like or you know it's it, it doesn't suit the the track and and sometimes art, the artist is like well, what I, I preferred your limited mix than than the actual master so it's it's a it's a tricky one I think I, I definitely feel like when it's a, a whole project it's invaluable to have someone overview you know the whole all the tracks if they've been mixed by different people uh, or even if they've been mixed by the same person but just to have the the last overview of to tie everything up. But but now, when when I send obviously when I send mixes for approval, like every mixer, they are master, they are at master level, they are limited. We have a mastering chain already on the mix, so sometimes you're like, well, I love this, so it's like, well, what would we? That's it. That's mix and mastered. What would what would we change it if if they love it as as it is now? So you don't do a separate kind of mastering session where you take all the files and then process them again. If it is more than one track, yes. But if it's if it's only like an individual track that I'm that I'm doing only one track for that artist, then then I would do I would do it all in the same session. 
That makes sense. So tell us a little bit about the projects for which you're nominated for the MPG Award this year. It's always difficult to to choose, um, you know, which one to to put forward because there's been there's been great great projects this year. But I've put forward Flow, which is a, a girl band, and they've won the Rising Star Brit Award this year. Uh, they're really great, and it's R and B, and it's you know Destiny's Child kind of vibe, but more modern. And I really loved loved working with them on their. They did they had an EP, so that was one project that I put forward. And I I did put another track by a duo called Milk and Bone, which I, they're from Canada, and it's it's very sort of ethereal vocal indie type music. And and I loved I've done the whole albums, and that's. I really enjoyed working on that, and they they have two di- very distinct voices which work really well together. So I wanted to have a different, like a different genre in terms of like projects that I was submitting. And then the last one was an artist called Fife, is also a producer and is collaborating with a string arranger called Iskra Strings, and it's it's a very sort of orchestral indie sound which also like very different from the other two projects really beautiful so i wanted to put that put that forward as well so really showcasing a wide range of stuff there yeah yeah so i think that's that's what that's what i wanted to do and that's what i did last year as well with i did submit like some some rap and some you know r&b and then the other one was kind of swedish kind of pop a bit like left pop, which was really, you know, really different as well. So, so yeah, because that was my thinking, um, submitting. And I loved working on those three projects. I mean, I do love all projects, but uh, Five album was was the, the album, Milk and Bone was the album as well. And so, so I mixed the whole album and mastered the whole album as well from Milk and Bone. It does feel as though at the moment we're in a time when pop music is quite exciting and there's a lot of, you can be quite experimental within the sphere of pop music. Um, absolutely, yeah. And that must be a lot of fun for you. For me, it's great to keep that variety of music. I never wanted to, to be doing only one genre because I think I would I would get bored. <laughs> but um, but I'm, I'm always, I'm, I'm very grateful, obviously. But yeah, to, to keep it varied for me is, is great because I can apply some things that I've done in one project that, you know, that you would never think would work in like on the rap song. And I'm like, oh, actually, that kind of works. And and it's it's what I've learned, actually, when I was working with um, Fraser T. Smith on, on Stormzy's album, that we we kind of approached the mix as not as a grind mix, but as a pop mix. And I think that made that that kind of, give like a new sound to the genre i think on that on his first album um which is now a, a bit more like grime artist or rap artist they, they want that sound a bit more like they want really you know present vocals bright they don't want that underground sound anymore well maybe some of them but so how is it how important is it for you to as it were keep your ear to the ground in terms of trends from underground music that are coming up and you listen out for things and think, oh, okay, I see there's a trend there and people are doing this. Do you need to stay on top of that? I definitely need to keep on top of what's going on, yeah, definitely. And and I regularly li- obviously listen to music, but also listen to 
mixes that I, that I like and what they've you know what they've been doing recently and what they're working on and the sound they've got and I think everyone's everyone's sound evolves anyway all the time but I think you know when I look at those very successful mixes you know in America or even over here then you can hear what what they're doing like okay I think that's that's what's kind of in at the, at the moment in terms of mixing you know and I, I'm trying trying to to get into you know emulate what what they what they're doing uh, at the same time I'm sure there are quite a few of them who are listening to Manon Grandjean mixes and thinking ah I want to get it to sound like that I mean we always we like I think it's 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 natural to to look at other people's work and be like okay cool like trying to figure out what they're doing and and especially things that you like the sound of then you know doing a bit of research on you know what's been used and and techniques and stuff I think it's it's very it's very natural to to do that and it's it I think you have to always learn you never if if you kind of stay set in in the way you work then it's it can work for a few years but then after that kind of the work will probably die down a bit so you always have to keep on top of things and and kind of evolve and and reinvent yourself a bit yeah absolutely well I mean, the, the fact that you've already won three MPG awards and you're nominated for another would suggest that you're getting that right. And congratulations and best of luck on the night. Um, it's been amazing to talk to you. And yeah, I hope to see you at the awards. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it will be a good night. And, and you know, even I'm, I'm just happy to be to be there. And, you know, if, if I win, great. But if I don't, have, I feel like the recognition of, of my work is is already a win for me fantastic thank you so much for joining us uh, Manuel Grandjean thank you thank you for listening and be sure to check out the show notes page for this episode where you'll find further information along with web links and details of all the other episodes oh and just before you go let me point you to the soundonsound.com forward slash podcasts website page where you can explore what's playing on our other channels (laughs)